Good morning, everybody. You're tuning in to the news at Morning Mixtape. It's Tuesday, May 30th, and I'm your host, Vanessa Tiberio, reporting for CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are our top stories from this morning. First up, thousands of residents evacuate a Halifax suburb as a wildfire burns out of control. Then, Albertans headed to the polls last night to elect their new premier. For some local news, a dispute between landlord and tenants leave two dead in Hamilton. Then, Russia attacks Ukraine with over 100 missiles and drones. And lastly, we will hear from Layla with some self-care tips for this week's episode of Pausing for Self-Care. So let's get into this morning's news. An out-of-control wildfire is forcing nearly 20,000 residents to evacuate their homes northwest of Halifax. The fire was first reported on Sunday afternoon. The cause is currently unknown and under investigation. CBC News reports the fire is likely caused by human activity. 13 active wildfires were burning in the province as of Monday morning. Mandatory evacuation orders are being issued to residents about 25 kilometers from Halifax in Hammonds Plains, Upper Tantalon, and Pockwalk areas. Nova Scotia Premier Tim Houston said financial support of up to $500 will be available to evacuated households. Details on eligibility and registration will be available today. Over 200 firefighters are battling the flames. Premier Houston said support is coming from New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island. Halifax's Deputy Chief of Fire and Emergency, Dave Meldrum, said no injuries have been reported yet. However, many buildings have been affected or lost. The city of Halifax declared a local state of emergency on Sunday night to access additional support for affected residents. Comfort centers are opening across the city for evacuees. Halifax Mayor Mike Savage described the wildfires as unprecedented during a news conference. He said that a main priority is determining what homes have been affected and sharing that information with residents. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tweeted on Monday that the federal government is ready to provide support and assistance, saying the wildfire situation is incredibly serious. According to Global News, Nova Scotia isn't the only province battling wildfires. More than 200 active wildfires are burning across the country. A provincial state of emergency remains in Alberta, where 60 active wildfires were reported yesterday. Global News also reports that the number of Canadian wildfires is above average for this time of the year. For our next story, Albertans headed to the polls in a very close election race last night. Going into the election, United Conservative Party leader Danielle Smith was neck and neck with NDP leader Rachel Notley. Premier Smith was looking to regain a second consecutive majority government, while the opposition leader, Notley, was fighting to regain the office the party lost in 2019. Both leaders have served as premier and leaders of the official opposition. Premier Smith leads the UCP after winning the leadership race last fall when Jason Kenney resigned. The face-off between the two candidates consisted of a month-long campaign dominated by the economy and healthcare topics. According to CTV News, the candidates' public records were frequently targeted. Both parties promise in their campaigns to keep Alberta's taxes the lowest in Canada as Albertans struggle with inflated consumer prices. Both leaders also promise to eliminate backlogs and increase access to primary care in the publicly funded healthcare system. Smith's comments comparing people vaccinated against COVID-19 to Hitler's supporters were highlighted by Notley and the NDP earlier in the campaign trail. 
Polls projected the NDP to gain a large number of seats, but with the UCP to ultimately win. A record number of Albertans voted in the advanced polls, with over 700,000 residents casting their ballot early, which is almost a third of the electorate. Going into the voting day, Calgary is cited as the deciding battleground between the two parties. For our next story of this morning, police say a landlord-tenant dispute was the motive for a double homicide in Hamilton. An engaged couple was allegedly gunned down by their landlord as they fled their rental home in Stony Creek on Saturday. Police say the 57-year-old suspect is a landlord who lived a unit above the tenants. Police say they were first called to the residence after reports of a shooting. When the police arrived on the scene on Saturday evening, the landlord had barricaded himself in the home, causing a several-hour-long standoff with police. The Special Investigations Unit said the man was killed in an exchange of gunfire with a police officer. Police say the victims include a 27-year-old woman and a 28-year-old man. Detective Sergeant Steve Berezik described the two as truly innocent victims. The SIU said a team has been assigned to investigate and were seen on site on Sunday. Police said they are continuing to investigate what happened before the shooting. CBC News reports the cause may be linked to a dispute regarding the state of the home. Police say it did not involve misrent payments. Investigators ask witnesses or anyone with information about the incident to contact police or Crime Stoppers. For our final story of this morning, Russia intensifies its attack on Ukraine by launching three rounds of missiles and drones at Kiev and other areas in a 36-hour period. Russia fired over 100 missiles and drones at Ukrainian cities on Sunday and Monday. According to the Globe and Mail, most projectiles were fired at Kiev, but the capital's advanced air defenses destroyed almost all of them. BBC News says there were no reports of casualties due to Russia's recent attacks. However, flaming debris from the intercepted missiles landed in residential areas in central Kiev. According to BBC News, the latest attack on Monday is unusual, as it came during the day and seemed targeted at the city centre, while other attacks this month have been at night and directed at key infrastructure or air defences outside the city. Ukraine's Foreign Affairs Minister Dmitry Kaliba is calling on the international community to not allow air attacks to become routine. He said they must be stopped by strengthening Ukraine's air defense. The head of Ukraine's military intelligence, Kirill Lobudinov, said Monday's attacks failed to intimidate people in the capital. He warned of a swift response to Russia's attack. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky praised his country's air defense forces on Sunday after they sustained the largest drone attack since the war began. Well, that was all for me today. And now I'll leave you with Layla with some self-care tips from this week's episode of Pausing for Self-Care. Take it away, Layla. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Pausing for Self-Care with Layla Take. Each time, I'm going to bring a tip for you to take a break and practice some self-care. Niagara Falls Tourism is bringing the fireworks program again this year and it will light up the sky for the next six months. This is a wonderful show full of lights and colors that will be set against the backdrop of both the American Falls and the Canadian Horseshoe Falls. And it's all for free. The five-minute show will take place every night at 10 p.m. so visitors would have plenty of time to enjoy the city during the day before attending the event. 
the firework displays can be enjoyed from multiple points across the city of Niagara Falls, including outdoor spaces of the Niagara Parks, like the Skyland Tower and the Niagara Skywheel, or aboard the Falls Fireworks Cruise with Niagara City Cruises. It is also visible from some indoor spaces like hotels and restaurants with views of the falls. According to the president and CEO of Niagara Tourism, Janice Thompson, the Niagara Falls fireworks builds on an extraordinary lineup of entertainment options for the summer season, continuing to showcase our city's reputation as Canada's entertainment capital. Visitors can look forward to live music, new attractions and experiences, and exciting new culinary options. If you don't want to drive to the city, there is the GO train service from Toronto to Niagara Falls on weekends and holiday Mondays, with combo tickets starting at $25 per person. This option includes round-trip GO train rides from Union Station to Niagara Falls and Niagara Wago Shuttle Bus service throughout the falls. The fireworks program is free and it will take place from Friday, May 19 to Monday, October 9, 2023 at 10 p.m. every night depending on the weather. And this is all for today. I will be back next time for some more tips for you to take a break and pause for self-care. This is Leila Take from CJRU 1280am in Toronto. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Leila. That was all from this morning's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. For CJRU 1280am in Toronto, I'm Vanessa Tiberio. Thank you for listening.